Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So warning for that, too, you idiots. Action points, I think, in theaters. Oh, man, it is. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Kyle. And my name is Ryan. Hey! When our powers combine, we form Experience Grind Podcast. The only podcast paid off by Disney and Marvel Studios to talk about everything that they fucking release at any point in history. Which is true. Yeah, we're paid off. It took me a second. I was like, no, we're not. We're not talking about that movie this time. Oh, wait, but they own this too. (laughs) Shit. Okay, we are. Hey. Disney owns everything, guys. They do, guys, and we're fucking contractually obligated to talk about them and say that we like them, even if we don't. But for real, I really like this movie. I'm not going to play my hand yet. I know you're not. <laughs> I know what your hand is. <laughs> uh, to you ignorant, stupid fucking people who can't read. Oh, shit. We're talking about The Incredibles 2 today. That was hard. I love it. We are going hard this episode. I know, man. It's because it's episode number two in one day. It's a fantastic cast. We're a little drunk. Yeah. We're a little angry. Fucking this angry? Fucking world we live in. Yeah, so, we need a purge, but like the first purge. Yeah, man. To that's, happen. That's the best one. <laughs> I've never seen any purges, man. I saw the first one. and not, But not the first purge, but the purge with Ethan Hawke. Yeah. It was... Fine. It's a small dumb movie. Yeah. It was like you have a cool concept. Like you can do anything you want crime wise in twelve hours or whatever timeline they put down. It's like there are so many cool things you could do with this. Oh, we're just gonna do a break into the house thriller. Oh, that's what this is? Just for two hours. We're gonna just care about Ethan Hawk and his dumb family. Nobody cares about your family, dog. Cool. I don't know. Maybe in the second and third one, they flesh it out and you actually see what happens in The Purge. That would be nice. Ryan. Uh. <laughs> when you're cranking down. <laughs> that is a goddamn segue. Yeah. It's to The Purge. It is. Brought to you by when, The Purge. When you're, when you're purging your genitals of your seminal fluid. <laughs> Shit. Where do you deposit that? Where do you make that That's deposit? A, is this a, is this, is like a sponsorship thing? No, I'm just to wondering. Segue into? Like, I mean, what what do you jack off into audible.com where you can get the latest quality podcasts and books and books, probably books more. Probably. Yeah, what I are think we, so. All right. So when, what do I crank down into? Yeah, man. Like a napkin Is it your, your or napkin a paper shooter? towel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or in some instances, a toilet or in some instances, oh, on my wife. I've or cranked in down some into instances, a lot of toilets. I've cranked down into some toilets. I feel you there. It's the easiest uh, cleanup. It is. It's and it's it's not wasteful. No. You know, just uh, you don't even have to flush. <laughs> just leave that surprise for somebody. <laughs> I myself like to. You know, I've gotten really into working out lately. I choose not to waste. I like to try to aim into my own mouth, <laughs> and then take that protein. And really get a pump on afterwards after I've got a pump on in my hands. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to be funny and weird because sometimes apparently that works for podcasts. Actually, that's probably true. This is going to be our highest rate episode ever. Uh, Kyle and Ryle. I my own mouth. Kyan and Ryle, as I said, uh, like yeah. to talk about uh, Incredibles, but they actually just talk about purging seminal fluids, seminal fluids and into working their out in, into their mouth. And also audible.com. Audible.com. 
This is a great sponsor. Sponsored uh, of many podcasts. One of them is this one. Yeah. This one. Audible.com gives us money to talk about jacking off. So money well spent, <laughs> guys. Uh, hopefully we can get stamps.com to sponsor shit. us. If, if stamps.com sponsors us, I will use that sponsor money to send pornographic pictures to people on our Patreon list. Okay. Do they... They like, won't know it's coming. Good ones. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Are, you, are you trying to be nice? Like I'll I'll buy Playboys. Okay. Like old vintage Playboys off of eBay. Okay. And I'll send like a centerfold. I actually really like this idea now. So you should become a Patreon supporter for a do- no. Let's make that at uh, the five dollar tier. Kyle will rip tier. you off a centerfold from yeah. a vintage Playboy. There we go. That's that's the new five dollar tier. We're bumping up the beer koozies to six dollars. Yeah. All right. There you go. I like at it. At five bucks, I will send you a vintage Playboy <laughs> centerfold. Will that centerfold have or have not seminal fluids purged upon it? That is at Patreon donors' request. I can okay. jack off on any centerfold. Although I'd have to watch a lot of other porno to get me to the point. Sure. Because I'm not seven yeah. and I'm not cranking yeah. down to Playboys anymore. Nah. True question, though. If a fan asked you to jerk off onto something and then send it to them, would you do it? Absolutely. No even hesitation. Are you fucking kidding? If that's what they want, man. What if they're using that for like DNA purposes to make like a dinosaur clone? Then that's going to be one fucking weird ass introverted dinosaur. <laughs> rar or whatever i guess like, i guess oh. rar can i like can you leave me alone i was i was looking at these dinosaur titties god mom <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> i don't know what i was going for there um man the, these second episodes are a lot more looser we we always think two episodes are a good idea They're until never. we do them and then the second one is just like a shithole that's fucking great it's the fire glad you guys are listening it's to this the fire what the fuck are we talking about i'm I forget. so glad it's about incredibles oh it's the incredibles too today i really did forget i literally had forgotten i did not this time God but damn it, uh we will be talking about this you movie. know what this movie has a uh, mom butt oh man is it mom butt? oh it's fucking helen parr I got it so bad for Helen Parr, you guys. Are you just going to pull up an image of Helen no, Parr? No, I'm just going, I'm going to Holly Hunter and her IMDb okay. page. But sure. I don't know, man. Incredibles I think that's, that's probably enough of an intro topic, right? Sure. All right. Talked about jerking off. Lots of things. Talked about... I had another thing I talked about. I'm, I'm mad this is bad. I'm sorry. This is not going well. <laughs> I think I'll be the judge of if it's going well or not. And you it just is said not, it's going bad. It's not. Somebody please call 911. <laughs> I thought that was a good movie. I'll determine who's a good movie. That was pretty good. Yeah. We're we're yeah. We're knocking on the door of drunk cast here, so let me It's let's true. Let's, let's actually take, yeah. Let's take a couple deep breaths here. All right. Woosa. Easy there, Jar Jar. Woosa. All right, buddy. That did go Jar Jar, but I was going with uh, Bad Boys 2. Oh, man. Deep pool there. Woosa. Woosa. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to my earlobe as I do this. He is. Yeah. I think it's his erotic fetish. It's, it's, it's the mating call Are of you the Demos clan. You like I'm yours? I'm not. No. Well, you know, okay. Uh, Maybe. Yeah? Maybe. 
I'm not into other people's ears, but let you fu- you play with my ears, like it sets me off. I get it. Yeah, okay. It sets me off. So you don't play with other people's nah, ears. It does nothing for me. But if it gets other people off and they want that, fine. Sure. But I don't care to play with other but people's ears. But if it's happening to you. I'm not like Quentin Tarantino with feet, sure. with ears. No. Okay. But like if somebody's like blowing or playing with my ear. nibble nibble? Oh, yeah. All right, That's buddy. fine. That gets me going. I'm I'm fully what in the boat, you? except I'm, I'm also in the pro ear play category. Are you? Just because you like I... Them. I understand what they do for me. It's not that I'm into them, but I'm into the but, partner. Okay, but you know how it turns you yes. on, so you want to do it for them. Exactly. Okay. I'm not specifically... So you're not like, oh, I love that ear. Exactly. Like, no, yeah. that's my type of ear. Oh, but yeah. Ears are not buttholes to me. Okay, okay. But buttholes, is that for you? Oh, yeah. So Bo- the, On both there, ways. Is there a specific type of butthole you like? like? No, I mean, all buttholes are unique. Sure. They are all different. They're like a fingerprint. Okay. Um, that sounds like it came from a guy who loves buttholes. It is. I mean, you can look that I up. I can't too. just pick one. I love all the buttholes. I do enjoy <laughs> a modicum of buttholes. I like it. Okay. And where it also has cum in it, that's a little weird. Yeah. I mean, you just don't have to emphasize the cum part in your okay. Just modicum. 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 <laughs> You just don't emphasize the cum and you're okay. I'm not a cum of buttholes. You just go into Christopher Walken a little bit. I'm not a cum of buttholes. And I'm like, holy jeez, it's like a balloon knot. (laughs) Take a look at these guys. Do you see? God damn, you do a good walking. All of their buttholes. You have have a walk'em. A walk'em? A walk'em. You have a walking. A Randy Newman. (laughs) <laughs> and a Buffalo Bill. All I have is a Sylvester Stallone. But I think yours is the most ace of all of them. <laughs> Mine are all like maybe C or B tier at tops. But yours is like, I think your Sylvester Stallone was aces. Again, I'm so glad. The best thing you've ever done. It's all been downhill from there. But like it, that like, was. <laughs> I, I think like maybe four people have listened to it too. But for real, like. Go back, Patreon donors. Go back to early Patreon stuff. Yeah, whatever the road trip episode. It's the was. road trip episode, yeah. which is around the time that we also did the card game episode with those guys that sucked. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Oh shit! I hated that episode. <laughs> I'm so were glad awful. you put that in in episode. Yeah, those guys fucking right. sucked, man. Oh, that's not true. They were nice guys, but they fucking were a terrible episode. They were a little stiff. They, the the sad thing was when the camera stopped, yeah, super relatable and like easy to talk to. It was like pulling but they, teeth talking they to were, those guys. Yeah, it was. I think they got a little stage fright. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's it's difficult. But that around the time of that episode, look at that Patreon episode. I think yeah. we, it's not that far back because we haven't done very many Patreon. Thank you, supporters who stuck around during the dark times of us not doing anything yeah, and Jesus taking Christ. your money. Thank God you'll accept being on this dumb show for payment. I we're, mean, no. <laughs> we're the worst sometimes. We are, dude, I will say this. Our fucking Patreon game has stepped up. It has already been stepped up, and we are continuing to think and evolve it yeah. going forward. Which, because we do want to provide the best that we can. I, I know we are planning. We're going to do this Bob Ross paint off soon. Oh, yes. It's just a matter of logistics. And getting the space available. Yes, yeah. 
but because we could do it outside really easily, but it's also super fucking hot. Yes, right now. And you don't want to see us sweating like pigs. I don't want to sweat like a pig if I don't have to anyways. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be the worst. Yeah. It's good for nobody. <laughs> and then we say this and then like fucking watch. It's gonna be Micah fucking Purdue first in comments. I don't care, sweat like a pig. Do it in the heat. That's gonna be great. Ha ha ha. I love that I shit on Micah last episode. And then you shit on Micah this episode. I think this episode will also <laughs> come out the the weekend of his wedding. This will probably come out the day before he gets married. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, fuck you, Micah. Happy marriage, you son of a bitch. Get married, you piece of shit. Stupid. You already did it once. You think a second time's good? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the same. Marriage is marriage. It doesn't change. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's just, you know. <laughs> Speaking of marriage, let's fucking let move me, in. Let me channel sound engineer real quick. Okay. Uh, marriage is a hellhole. Oh, and it doesn't matter. It's just misery. Why would you do it? Good luck. <laughs> so why would you do it? Let's focus on a marriage that works. Ryan, my good yes. friend. Let's talk about <laughs> The Incredibles 2. Oh, not the marriage of you and me making this podcast, baby. Everybody knows that's the greatest match made in heaven. It's true. We don't have to discuss yeah. that. I mean, yeah, questionable. Jesus might be an answer for some, but like clearly, we've produced the best thing. Yeah, that the I mean, world has seen. Jesus was here, and then he was fucking gone. You know who's still around? Yeah, me and this guy. That's true. Where Jesus at? Dead. <laughs> dead is all I'm saying. Who's not dead? Us two. <laughs> We're here talking, motherfuckers. <laughs> Fucking enjoy it. Let's talk about The Incredibles 2, man. All right. <laughs> Bob Parr, the obvious Christ fixture in picture. I figure. Fixture in figure in Wow. Picture. The obvious Christ figure, Bob Parr. That would have been a much better segue had I Woo. not fucked it up. I think it's good that you did. It, it lets the slow people that listen catch up, and mm-hmm. then like as you're like explaining it the second would time, they're you, like, "Oh, what would you good? say they would be mentally deficient?" I would say, yeah, if you listen to and like this podcast, <laughs> you're mentally deficient. you are mentally deficient, and I'm sorry for you guys. Please support us at patreon.com slash Ryan. How All did, right, how did mentally deficient come into? <laughs> Because you were trying to be PC and not say retarded. So you're like, mentally deficient guy. I was like, you're still not there, buddy. It's not there. You're still not there. He still immediately called me out, which I loved. And I was like, you know what? I know. And you were like, well, I was trying to be better. I was like, I know. That's why I'm (laughs) laughing. (laughs) You are trying. That's why it's great. Man, (laughs) we're going to talk about Incredibles, I promise. But you know what else I was thinking about just like two days ago? Is for real. Remember when we did the last 24 hour stream and it was karaoke time? Oh, yeah. And there was some dude that was shitting on us, and I just didn't take it for even a fucking second. (laughs) I was being like, you know what, man? Fuck you. Eat shit. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even care. You were like, uh, 
Oh, everybody's like all probably inundated with like all these negative people all the time. They deal with it so classfully. And you were just like the first negative comment in that 24 hour stream. You're like, fuck you. We don't even like you. I don't know you. Yeah. Who cares about you, that's, person? That's what I was to be like. You know what? I don't even care about you. Fuck and then like off. that person had long gone. And you're like, do you, that guy, that guy, do you remember that guy? I mean, I'm like, I, yeah, I was okay. also really <laughs> drunk. At that. It was like nine o'clock <laughs> at night. Yeah. I've been drinking for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For uh, a long time. And somebody gave us the idea, $25 donations then equal shotgun beer. They're also going to this year. Yeah. So, I mean, we were fucked up. Yeah. For sure. But, but yeah, it was, was still hilarious that. how much he hurt you. And, like, I was reviewing the I comment, want- and it wasn't even, like, a bad comment. I no. think he was like... Who's that guy? I don't know how I I don't know if I like how he looks or something. Like it was like the most innocuous thing. <laughs> and in fairness, you also shaved off yeah. like everything to look weird. Yeah, on I did purpose. try to look as weird as and I immediately just like, nope. And you're just like, I'm not you. having this. Fuck you, dude. Kiss my <laughs> I gotta sing Wilson Phillips. Uh, Hold on, bitch. I ain't gonna hear your hate. <laughs> shit, man. I'm actually I'm gonna sing Wilson Phillips. Where? So this is another story. At Micah's wedding. Cool. I would do it at Micah's wedding if he asked, because I will never not sing Wilson Phillips. Where are we at time-wise here? Let me see. All right. I'm going to tell another story. All right. Let's do it. This is the most (laughs) tragic event of my childhood. So as many of you listeners do know, for a long time, I took dance lessons. Oh, yes. At the advice of my mother. At one point, my mother is an elected official. So this means when I was a kid... I had to go to a lot of things that I didn't fucking care about, and they ruined a lot of my weekends when I'd rather sit around and play games. I'd have to go to things that she was going to to campaign or just Mm -hmm. be seen in the public as an elected public official. You have to do these things. And when you're a single parent with kids, you bring your kids because you can't pay for fucking child care. But anyways... Uh, one of the things, the big event around here, so it's it's sort of like uh, a 4-H fair, but it is, takes place in Mitchell, Indiana. It's called the Persimmon Festival. It's a big week-long celebration okay. of this weird southern Indiana sort of fruit called a persimmon, which is like a really kind of almost like a bitter thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even really come into full fruitation until the fall. So the Persimmon Festival is held in the fall generally every year. Uh, one of the big things that they do at the Persimmon Festival is a lip sync contest. And when I was eight or nine, somehow my mother convinced me on the trip down there to enter the Persimmon Festival's lip sync competition. And because we had decided this on the road, the only thing that we had in the car was two cassette tapes. And the only cassette tape that I knew was Billy Ray Cyrus's Achy Breaky Heart. Oh, okay. I was really hoping it was Wilson Phillips. And then we got the origin of that song, but it's not that. It's not. I just love Wilson Phillips' Hold On because it is a fantastic song. It's just an eloquent. But it will come back. Beautiful, beautiful song. But anyway, so I think in my age group, there were four people that competed. And... I all I remember is, and it's so weird that I am such a performer now because this was a traumatic experience for me, and I remember it very vividly. Huh? 
So it's a very big stage, and I get up there, and this is like my first time really on stage. This okay. Is, I think before I even joined band in like fifth grade or sixth grade, like, and I get up there, and there are like three, four hundred people out in this because this is a big event in the Persimmon Festival, and it's held at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. On yeah. Friday is where people are at in this area, and I was fucking terrified. And I remember the song started, and I didn't move. <laughs> I stood completely still, legs locked, and half-assed mouth the words of achy, breaky heart, and just stared at an audience with my eyes wide in shock to her, like, there's so many people out here. It fucking terrified me. And then thankfully, it was over. They might have faded the song out early oh. to get me out. Oh. And then they, uh, I remember, so they're, like I said, I was four. I was number four. And they only gave prizes to one through three. I didn't get anything at the end of the night. And I had to stay there forever because my mom made me stay till, because my mom thought, thinks I can do no wrong. She thought it was the greatest thing ever because I'm a little baby boy up there. I had to stay, and I didn't want to stay, and we got that. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, this is the long roundabout way to say that I have decided that this year I am re-entering the Persimmon Festival's lip sync contest. Oh, shit. And I'm doing Hold On by Wilson Phillips, and I'm going to fucking own that shit. I believe it. This is the year of conquest for me, because last year I, <laughs> I, I, I conquered... Uh, <laughs> I conquered upside down roller coasters. That was a big fear of mine. And this year, I'm doing this. I love that you name your years every year. You have like a new name. This I is, do. This is the year of personal growth. This is the year of change. Mm -hmm. This is the year of conquest. It is. <laughs> and I'm conquering. That's things. a fucking bold year. All right, that's a good one. Conquering, man. And, uh, I think. What do you do after this, though? You've you've done it. You've done your stage performance thing. You have literally gone back to your trauma and have conquered it. Do, do you still have that thirst for attention? To be because and that's not like me digging it. Oh, you, I know, you, I know. Have, you have said self self-proclaimed center yeah. of attention. You love being the spotlight. I think anybody that's ever interacted with me yeah. knows this. And you love that. I like to be a performer. Do you think once you conquer this, is it going to change? No. Like you'll be satiated finally? I don't think I'll be satiated because I, I do like performing, but it... And this wasn't like a real tragic thing in my life. Like uh, if, You said it was like your I first know. trauma, man. It was, it was <laughs> a pretty big thing. And that's why I think it's exciting that I still went out and got on stage and did things. Yeah. But no, it's just, it's something I want to do. And I'm going to fucking do it. That's, it's like the same it. way with like upside down roller coasters. I was terrified of them forever. I wanted to not be. I've, so I said, fuck it. Let's do it. I almost passed out. I might almost pass did, out. Yeah. I highly doubt I do because I've been on stages <laughs> a lot. I like this song. I know this song. There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. What, about, what festival is it at? Where? Persimmon Festival. I will. Where? Uh, Where? In Mitchell, Indiana. Mitchell. Okay. And I, I almost guarantee I, I'm going to be able to get Hartman to come down and film. I was gonna say I'll probably come down injury. too. Yeah, so it'll be a fun time. You just look at me in the fucking audience with Hartman, and I will sing 
hold on with you right there. It's going to be good, man. Fuck everybody else I've already there. been working on some dance moves. Oh, no shit. Oh, man. I cannot wait. I'm going to fucking rock this shit. I'm gonna, I'm, I want to win first place. That's my goal. I think, I think now you've put it down. Anybody who listens to this podcast who is even remotely close... I think they should probably come down. They should make that three or four hour journey. It might be. Th- I think it's in September. There. It's going to yeah. be in September. Get this date out. I will. I think we can probably put something out. Get some people there to support our boy Kyle <laughs> up there. Speaking of. All right, buddy. Let's talk about The Incredibles 2. Okay. We've kind of put this off a little bit. Let's talk about it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> talk to me about The Incredibles 2. All right. Play your fucking hand. You hated it. Why? I did not hate it. Um, Incredibles 2, I think, is a sequel that maybe is too far removed from the first one. I think it came way too late. And what it did not bring was a reason for why to come back after so long. And it said it felt like... um, I would, in all honesty... I don't want to play my hand for that, so I'll save that. But it is very, it's slight. It's a very slight movie, I think. And and the themes and tones it are it's dealing with are significantly lesser than what they try to deal with in the first one. Yeah. And it, and it feels like kind of a typical sequel. But one that's done very, very well. But it feels like a run-of-the-mill sequel. Like, it, it doesn't feel like there was a real reason or urgency or... Or even topic for them to play on now. Like, why bring it back now, 18 years later? 14. 14. This could have been done in 2006, 2007. It doesn't speak to anything. I think it deals with a lot of themes, um, albeit less focused than the first movie. I think the first movie dealt with one or two themes and really focused and pivoted on those themes and just everything reinforced those which was about like the the everybody is if everybody's super nobody is like that kind of mentality of if everybody gets an award at a a race you're not really saying anybody special you're not praising special people you just want everybody to be mundane and happy and that's not cool you want to break that status quo and the villain significantly counters that and plays like the the converse part and and in many ways the villain in that first movie syndrome is kind of right and you're supposed to be on his side but the second one instead of focusing on one theme tries to do many 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 uh there are several hints of where we're going with themes which is the the masculine father being the work at home mom and kind of that duality of the father being the stay at home person and the mother's the one going out making the money. That's one of the themes. Then another theme that's hinted upon is the kind of um the newsification of everything and media and you can't quite trust what the news is telling you. Then there's also the theme of like just strictly by the the hypnotization, like you could argue it's about movies and TV and entertainment brainwashing the masses. And there are, there are many ways this can go. And I think probably more that I, I didn't even hit on hint on yet, but it, it just, 
it feels like it's trying to do too much. I I feel like it doesn't land on any one of those themes in a dramatic or meaningful way. And for that, it feels like a movie where there are many great parts, but it is not the sum of them. The, the sum is lesser than the parts because I can point to specific themes and parts and scenes and I love them. Like there is a scene in this movie, which we'll talk about. I'll bring it up specifically later um, in this movie, Incredibles two, that is maybe one of my favorite things in any superhero movies I've ever seen. And I wonder if you'll, you'll be on that same wavelength as me, or is this just something I picked up on? But um, at the same time, I just don't think it does anything newer or fresh. And one of the reasons I really liked the first Incredibles was it felt new and fresh in, in a, in an era when we had maybe what Spider-Man one, two X-Men one and two, and then like daredevil Electra, like those garbage movies. It felt like it, it actually got the superhero formula, right? And it did something new and fresh with it, which was introduced the family dynamic and that like it's superheroes as like an everyday kind of thing. But yeah. that came out four years before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now that we've had the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there are a bunch of like heroes as everyday people. And we've seen a lot of those jokes and kind of things they do in The Incredibles already. Um, the the superhero, but he has to tackle just being like a regular kid, like with Spider-Man. Or like some of the fish out of water stuff. And we, we've seen that now. And it just... It just does not feel necessary. Okay. And that's not maybe that's not a criticism of quality. It just I don't know for some reason I couldn't love this movie. And it felt like a movie that I would love but I couldn't. And maybe that's a very very complicated opening to dissect later but I don't want to just talk about my views on this. Kyle, I think you had a a much more glowing view of this movie. So please tell me how you came into this movie and what you thought of it. I want to hear that. I want to get away from my negativity. Well, you would think that I had a much more glowing. Oh shit. View of okay. This movie. And you'd be right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. You trick me, son I did. of a bitch. I, <laughs> that was a whole setup. I really, really, really liked Incredibles 2. Um, I think Incredibles 1 is better. Yeah. Okay. But Incredibles 2 is certainly up there. I think it was well worth the 14-year wait. I don't not have my complaints. Okay. As a double negative. Yeah. But I did that I on purpose. I see what you did there, yeah. <laughs> um, I know we share at least one complaint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we do, because... I don't think we actually planned to do an episode on this, so we talked about it after a little the movie. bit, a little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed this movie. I was anxious to dive back into this fifties uh, modernization stylistic feel of the flick and this upbeat jazz mm-hmm. sort of mamba undertone musically that plays throughout. That was also there in Incredibles yeah. One. It's fucking perfect. Everything chugs along. There's not yeah. really a slow moment in this movie. It's very fast-paced. Um, I do have some problems with the villain, which we will get into. Okay. 
And uh, I think that one fight scene with Mrs. Incredible in the apartment building is a pretty fucking great fight scene. Are you going to disagree with me here? No, I'm with you. I think it's a fucking. I that's think almost that's like a my Batman highlight fight scene. Fight scene, like, and it's probably like the least choreographed or like. Special. It's very dirty. That's what it I is, like about it. It is it's down very, and gritty. It, it's dirty. It's a survival yeah. fight from Mrs. Incredible's viewpoint. Yeah, and it's also like for the first half of it because of the brainwashing thing that's playing on the screen. She's eyes closed. Yeah, and so it's very disjointed and very uh, scared. Let yeah. me say, she's just lashing out in any direction to yeah. stop an attacker that she knows is that it's, it's fucking brilliant and it's one of the few that you ever really see like the hero kind of taken down because like every time like a hit is landed on her like her body starts to go limp yeah. in that area so you kind of like you you visually get the stakes and like those stakes are like really apparent in that scene in a way that usually isn't in superhero movies like you don't usually see something like that but like it is like she's losing one limb at a time in that fight yeah that's uh, no i'm with you that's one of the highlights for me for sure then the breakout and then the the chase scene is also really well done Mm -hmm. um yeah man i love i love the fucking dynamic that bob has to take over for raising the children and it's this mind-numbing and draining exercise for him for the first part and then it changes like a superhero. He adapts to it. And I think it's probably like a really cheesy nod to like dads and dads <laughs> being superheroes and like Oh sure, yeah. Um But it, it, it was is a, but they play with it in a good way. Yeah, man. And and what I love and and this is the thing, I'm like I'm I, I started negative because I have to kind of say why this isn't a ten out of ten. Because you go back to our top five favorite movies of all time, The Incredibles is like my number three. I, I think. think it's your yeah. three. It's your I, three or your four. I love the first Incredibles really do. above anything else You've in the superhero genre. You've called it the perfect Fantastic Four movie. And I would say just a perfect superhero movie. But yeah, it's the best they've ever done with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And I would even say Incredibles 2 is better than any of the live action Fantastic Fours for sure. Absolutely. So like, no don't, don't, down. like, I'm not, I'm not super negative on it, but I have to kind of temper it and say why it's not it's not going to be my favorite movies I, of all time. What I really love but. about both of the Incredibles is that they really grasp and focus on the team aspect and sure. the way that each family member's ability benefits and has its strong point mm-hmm. that should take the lead. Like Violet's uh, energy shield. Oh, yeah. She used to shield the family a lot or to get them to different places. Mrs. Incredible can launch Bob into a more tactical area or a lot of times she's like a parachute a lot in the second movie. Parachute or like a balloon or a boat. (laughs) She's many things. Does she take the form of a boat? Well, I mean, and and that's like what it's the Fantastic Four. I will say they have like those dynamics done in a certain way on purpose, but the Incredibles, the way they are designed are supposed to be thematic of the characters. Yeah. So Elastigirl is the mom. She is stretching and bending to the needs of the family around her. She is just the the object that needs to be for the moment Wherever to make this family function. Yeah. yeah. And and the dad is the stiff, firm, strong one that's very inflexible and rigid in his ways, you know. And uh I think that all that stuff kind of works still here and it, they keep exploring it. But uh 
God damn it. What was what was the point you just made? Well, that it's a, it's a great dynamic the way they play with the characteristics of each family member. Thank you. All right. And I I, I never yes. really put this together the way that you're explaining it, but it makes so much sense with like Violet that she has this energy shield that keeps things away, which is She's the exact invisible. way that a fucking teenager going through puberty is going to act. They either they feel alone or unseen yeah. or they want to be shielded from the world. Exactly. And then yeah. you've got the fucking younger brother who is a fucking explosion of energy, yep. which is Dash, who is... I've never really fucking put that together. And you, you have about it. Jack-Jack, who is just unlimited Chaos. potential. Chaos. You don't know yeah. what's going to happen from a baby. And yeah. that's what it is. And so and like you can't control it. You, yeah. you no matter what you do, this baby's going yeah. to react in this way. Yeah. And you can't control that. Yeah. And and speaking to that point, just just why the Incredibles work so well, I wanted to point out a bad example. Fantastic 4: Rise of the Silver Surfer. If you have seen this cinematic cinematic masterpiece, it is garbage and they don't know why the characters work or why they are meaningful in their abilities in that the end of the movie the climax is johnny storm i think touches and absorbs the powers of all of the fantastic four and then he beats dr doom all on his own you're fundamentally missing yeah like it's it's about the family dynamic and maybe maybe this is why I am kind of held back from this movie is they split up the family yes. in a very significant way up until the very final act. Yeah. Um, Elastigirl is kept very, very separate. And you could say Mr. Incredible was very separate from that family in the first movie, but they really, they interacted and they were part, they had family dinners throughout Robert's kind of like spy thing into all that and with syndrome, like he was still like doing family and stuff. And even his thing, they keep it separate in this movie, and they yes. really do put all the family stuff in Mister Incredible's camp, and then they give Elastigirl almost like a whole separate movie. Like it feels like two movie. movies yeah. pushed together, and maybe this is where I'm saying like it doesn't feel as cohesive, you know? Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, toss me that other beer oh, that you yeah. haven't opened. So fucking great catch from a bad throw. That's what I do, baby. That was real good. Um, yeah, it's it's actually really crazy because even in the first film, and I'm I'm fully agreeing with you, Mister Incredible. Even when he's doing his, he's hiding it from the family. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it's out in the open, and the only interactions you have is when Mrs. Incredible calls Bob on the phone, which I think is only one time. No, I think it's twice, before. but it's still it's very okay. disconnected. Yeah, and it's not. And maybe they're they're playing with uh, the family dynamic of the spouse that travels a lot, but it, I I agree with you. It just doesn't work as well. This no. this family works because when they're all together. That's another theme. Then if if they're playing up that spouse that travels a lot theme, they don't do enough with it. No, and I think that's that's the big issue with this movie is I don't think they do enough with any one theme. They introduce a lot of very creative and clever themes, and I can almost envision movies where they get rid of some of the other stuff and focus on that. And you'd have a much better, more focused, more cohesive movie. I, like the screen slider, right? Let's talk about the villain. Or screen saver. Screen saver. Screen slaver. That's what it is. Screen, screen slaver. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. The screen slaver. Clever 
pun on screensaver. Yeah. They don't do anything with him that they should. It's a because wasted character. This is this is a villain who mind controls people through TV computer screens, right? Yeah. That fucking symbolism is so rife right there. Any fucking idiot, any Johnny Two Cents on the street can think of like clever analogies there. This yeah. movie doesn't do anything with them. Although other than really trying nothing. to gain control of the Incredibles. That's it. Like it, it is literally only uses as mind control. It is only mind control. There is no that he is directed at computer and TV screens means nothing. There is no symbolism there to tie it into. You could say like um, have him be some evangelical figure who is trying to do to to brainwash people into his ideology, and you have him like be a play on like. I don't know, a Fox News character or like some like big public figure and you tie it into like how the news and the media are manipulating you to feel yeah. a certain way, to be brainwashed metaphorically. They don't do any of that. No, I'm And just... that's this movie doesn't do anything with the themes. And it, it just it takes it and it plays with the idea of it wants it to be the twist, which yeah. again... I don't know about you. It's a twist I saw in the first fucking act. It was, it's a twist. And this is, as soon as you hear this formula, you will see this forever. But it's true. Anytime two characters are introduced, when those two characters could be one character just as easily, yeah. They're going, one of them's going to betray the other and be the twist bad person. Well, and that's just how it always is. Not only on top of that, but like I, I did research on it later and I found so it's so fucking in your face. Like every fucking piece of clothing that what's her name? Let me look here. Endeavor. Evelyn Dever. It's something Endeavor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But everything that Evelyn Dever, who is voiced by Catherine Keener, uh -huh. everything that she wears in this entire movie is a playoff of like a jumbled image of black and white. Uh, okay. Which is something I picked up on and they throw, you know, every time that the screen slaver is taking control of things, it's static. It's, it's black, black and, and white. white flat. And so you should be tied in color-wise yeah, to it already. You know that. Yeah. I mean, and again, I'm not saying that if you don't pick up on that, you're dumb. But I'm saying just as somebody versed in looking for these things, I knew that from like... No. I think it was like Act 2. I yeah. was like, oh, so she's I think slaver. they spell it out very clearly yeah. in the narrative. Uh, when, when you see... Because you're introduced to Catherine Keener's character and... Uh, Saul Goodman, Bob Odenkirk. Thank you, Bob Odenkirk. Winston Dever. Winston. So Evelyn and Winston Dever. You see that their father was somebody who believed in the superheroes, and I guess there was a home invasion, and he went to his phone lines, which were tied to the superheroes at that time, and very he was going to make a the call. Bat phone. Yes, very yeah. similar to the fifties Batman. Uh huh. And uh, he makes the call, nothing happens, and he dies, and. Winston, Bob Odenkirk's character, pretty much says, well, I saw that as, like, he loved Super. So the day he died, and they're great, and they were his source of inspiration. Like, he just was so good. The only good. reason they couldn't save him yes. is because the government had shoved them underground. Yeah. yeah, and then you cut to, I think, Evelyn, who says something, that's one way 
to see it, wink, wink, as in like the other way, is to blame the supers for his death. So when there's a mysterious person targeting supers, one of which being Elastigirl, who is tied directly to the Devers, (laughs) it is, it's so fucking transparent well and it's also it's so transparent it's It's not even clever serial tv-esque like if you watch anything like law and order special victims unit law and order what the fuck ever csi like uh you know you look at the before episode credits when they say and special guest mario van peebles oh i wonder who the fucking (laughs) killer of this episode is gonna be i bet it's the one mario van fucking peebles is playing that they show us in the first act Uh holy shit He's the one strangling college girls. I'm yep. fucking shocked. It it's is. it's not like when you're not showing us any other characters except for the family and these two people. Yeah, uh, I bet the fucking vil- villain is going to be one of these two. Surprise. It is yeah. again. Yeah, maybe that's being unfairly harsh to a children's movie. Well, but at this point, I don't think Incredibles Two was made for children. Yes, yeah, I think it was some made of the for people. I saw online. It's definitely not the children who were anticipating this movie. It was made for the people who saw Incredibles yeah. as a kid, grew up, mm-hmm. fucked, and had kids of their own, and want to take those kids to see this yeah. movie. I will be harsh on it because I think you do compare Incredibles Two to Incredibles One, and it is. It is a drop in quality. It is not maybe a significant enough drop, but it is noticeable drop. I okay. just, I don't think it's, I think the weakest Brad Bird movie I've seen, and I watched Tomorrowland, and I think this is weaker than Tomorrowland, um, but Iron Giant, Mission Impossible, what's the fourth one? I don't know. Sure, who cares? The one where he's climbing that. Is the, that Ghost Protocol? Ghost Protocol. There it is. Ghost Protocol. That Pro- was that That's right? it. That's it. Thank you. I was, I was stuck it, in Rogue Nation, man. I couldn't get yeah. off Rogue Nation. Uh, I, why don't they n- number those movies? Those are fucking stupid names. They're um, doing I so love many them, anyways. But they're goddamn so fucking stupid. Just not number. The naming system is tarted. Hard R. Um, Ghost Protocol, all above. All above Incredibles 2. I think it's his weakest film so far. I. Iron Giant, better than... Oh, wait. Iron Giant's one of the fucking great movies of all time. I think Incredibles 2 is not as good as Incredibles 1, but it's a lot better than a lot of other things, especially Pixar-related. I like Incredibles 2. I think it's middle-of-the-pack Pixar for me. I like it better than Toy Story 3. I don't. I don't don't like it as much as Toy Story 2. I like it better than anything Cars. Yes, but that's a very low bar. Yes, it is a very low bar. I mean, Um, if... All right. I'll do like it. I'll do it this Monsters way on my University. side because it'll be quick. It'll be quick. Incredibles two is better than the Cars movies. Is better than the Finding Nemo and Dory movies, and it is better than a Bug's Life. And that is it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A good dinosaur. It's better than a good dinosaur and too. I, I would also it. throw Monsters University in that. And Toy I Story love 3. Monsters University the same, for the message. I'm the same with you, except for add Monsters University, Toy Story three. Monsters University is brilliant, and that it teaches kids to not think that they deserve to be artists if they think they can be artists because they want it hard. That movie is all about saying like, no, you just might not be fucking good, and you you're gonna have to accept this shit job. I'm sorry. And that is brilliant. We need to be teaching our kids that that they are not special little angels, that they're probably dumb average shits, 
and they should expect dumb average shit jobs. But Ryan, I'm, I'm a sorry. special angel. No, you're not. Nobody is. I am. Nobody's special. My mother told me so. She made me sing Anki Break Your Heart. Dude, look at the Incredibles. If everybody is special, nobody is. That's you're not. true. Nobody's special. So let's talk about <laughs> some of the good of Incredibles 2, man. We've shit on it for yes. a long okay. time. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about Mrs. Incredibles. But <laughs> it's one of the best things Holy about fuck, Incredibles. <laughs> I wonder, like, to oh, a degree, God. like, were they like, all right, Dude. there's some people that like it. Let, let, let's show Like, I, I love think they gave her a motorcycle for a very specific reason, I think so too. which is to show off that butt. I think so, too. I, I think that's the only reason. I really like that motorcycle, and I like what they did with it. That was a really I, cool aspect. Yeah. And a, like, So she presses a button, and it can split in two. And she can, like, Mrs. Incredible stretch around with it. That was fucking awesome, man. Yes. That was one of the few like, times I think they been, did something where I was like, I've never seen that in a superhero movie before. That's cool. It could have been a stupid, cool. dumb, generic chase scene. Yeah. And then they, they really started playing with it and switching some of these blocks around. And it fucking was awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed when Mr. Incredible was playing dad. He was Mr. Mom. All of these things. I think those might be the highlights of the movie for me, which is crazy. All right. Um, I think I've just realized our difference. Yeah. And I, that, and I think it's this. I think it is that. I, I felt the movies were very, very, I the movies, sorry. Incredible 2 felt like two very different movies kind say, of yeah. competing with each other. And I think I might have been more drawn to the Elastigirl one. And I felt the Mr. Incredible at home with the dad felt very kind of insignificant in a way, almost like a, a TV sitcom. Like there's this really cool spy thing very going on over yes. here. Yeah. Like the seventies spy thriller. That's like real interesting. And then we go to Mr. Mom back home and, and that's fine and fun, but they were so separated that every time it cut back there, I was like, yeah, but like, let's get back to that Elastigirl butt. Like, let's see what's going on with her. Like, I, I mean, I'm not arguing with you, but like, I can't. Yeah, I can't sit here and say that the Mister Incredible stuff wasn't funny and entertaining because it it very much was. Yeah. Like, he had maybe one of my favorite lines in the movie, or or, or or I guess realizations or character beats, which is like he learns the lesson for math. He does everything really right as the dad. The one day. And the next day comes and Dash is like, well, we got to learn this now. This is something new. He's like, but I just did that. Yeah. And it's like, your job's not done. It's going to be this every day over and over again. I like, like that. I yeah. love that touch. So there are things I love there, but it just didn't feel as big or as important as like this, this thing going on over here. And I think... I well, think they did a disservice to themselves narratively see, by keeping them so separate. This is where I'm going to disagree. Oh, and please do. Yeah. I like that the reason that it played out this way is because the family got split up. And so what they're really trying to show you is that Mrs. Credible, Mrs. Incredible is out of this. Elastigirl, yeah. whose ability is to stretch herself thin and be everywhere at once. That is not Mr. Incredible's power. And when he is put into that situation, he cannot do it and it crushes him. He cannot be with Violet yeah. when she's going through her things. And he cannot be with Dash to help him with math and also deal with Jack-Jack being all over the place. Whereas Mrs. Incredible could stretch herself to everywhere and handle all sure. of these things. I really like how they're, they're visually showing me that yeah. and that it breaks down Mr. Incredible. 
But then it also shows Mr. Incredible's power, which is his tenacity to not give up. And he conquers all of these things in his own way. And yeah. that's a fucking beautiful thing. I think it is lost a little bit in I'm this with you. film. Yeah, no. Yeah. Everything you said, I 100% agree on. I, I, I don't want to break your flow because you're so magnificent of a job. I'm with you. I am 100% with you. It is. I just think the contrast of playing that next to Elastigirl's story, sure. I think, does a disservice to this story. The Elastigirl because, one? Yeah, yeah. Or to both. I think it does a disservice to both because you you kind of are missing an emotional core from Elastigirl's story. Like, there is really no drive other than the mystery of who is doing this, which you and I figured out. Yeah. And then over here, there's no, like, drive of stakes. It is just, like, a dad learning how to be a good dad and how to get that. And I like that, and I think as much... I don't want to shit on that. And that that's a a weird thing, is because I think these are... Two good movies, but for some reason that they are pushed together makes me like both a little bit less. Okay, but I'm, I think you opposite. break them. I think you break them apart. And yeah. like in Incredibles two, which is just the dad story, or Incredibles three, that's the last girl. I think I would enjoy them much more. But I, for some reason, their their dynamics just did not work for me. I liked them both separately. I think this is where we disagree because yeah. I. I liked both for what they were doing. Yeah. But I did anticipate the reunification of the family unit. I did too. It just came so, so late for me. I, I do agree I, with you I there. wish there was more interplay between. I wish maybe even that this whole first act could have been wrapped up in the second act. And I would have liked to have seen oh, them tackle yeah. the, uh, the mole villain in the third act. Which oh, is yeah, teased yeah. because that's the end of the first movie. The second movie starts right yeah. at the end of the first movie, and we deal with what? What is his name? Mole something? The Underminer. The Underminer. <laughs> yes, I would have liked to have seen a resolution to that storyline because yeah, it, it he just, just gets away. Yeah, I guess, and damage is done to the city, and they don't like the supers again. Oh, we still don't like these supers. Civil yeah. War, Spider Man, Iron Man. What are we gonna do here, Watchmen. Captain America? That's what it is. Incredibles, that's, they took hard from Watchmen. Yeah. Civil War is just a Watchmen ripoff, guys. Guess what? Mark Millar is not that talented of a writer. It's crazy. It's I like his. I like it's the weird. movies that are based off his stuff, usually, but uh, not a great comic writer. Would you say he's a hack? I do. I know you do. I think he's um, a hack. Ryan. Yo. What, did I, what was I going to say? I was going to ask you something. What do you think about the ancillary characters, the other supers that make a first appearance in Incredibles 2? Because I'll tell you what I think. Could have done without them. Okay, good. I don't have to struggle to say I thought they were irrelevant. Yep. And I also thought they were kind of hackneyed except for the girl with the portals but she then had a we've cool seen power, but portals before yeah. but like her character and how she relates to elastigirl meant nothing to no. me i don't know i the one i thought was maybe mildly interesting was the guy that that reflux guy and that oh, they the actually went with it and yeah. they made him like vomit up lava and shit i was like well that's dumb as shit i like that yeah. like that's kind of stupid like 
give me more of that in it's an also animated the most movie. Most yeah. threatening of the fucking group. Which you don't think. No. You look at that dude and like because he's like that a seventy year old dude. Bitch. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> that was. I really enjoyed the the refluxer or whatever the fuck his name was. Something. Yeah. I don't know his name, but all the others were forgettable, yeah. stupid tropes. I mean, yeah, I thought the 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 portal girl made for an interesting kind of set piece at the end with trying to get a last girl to the plane and having to figure out the physics of it yeah. and how to shoot her out. I thought that was interesting. But like the character herself, they didn't again, as with what I would say is everything else, I don't think they fleshed them out enough. I think again those characters felt like many of the elements of this movie to me, which is, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Spend more time on that. Don't do so much. They absolutely did not flesh them out, especially because like after we're first introduced to them, they all of them get, get brainwashed. Fucking brainwashed and then they're just fucking thugs. Yeah. Yeah. None of it. Except is for the portal girl, portal girl because who has like that first save. Yeah. And, even still like yeah well yeah yeah and she has that hero worship of elastigirl and she's like ah like in fan mode of her but meh i totally agree with her there only because of her butt i would totally be that conversation would be so different it'd be like (laughs) hey i'm a huge fan of your ass what can i touch what (laughs) i'm sorry i'm doing i'm a holly huntering what you gotta talk out of one look look bob we gotta get there don't look at my butt that's me talking <laughs> out of one side of my mouth like Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter is fucking fantastic in this movie. And can I tell you something? I will say every voice actor is very good in this movie. Until Incredibles 2. And I love Incredibles 1. Not as much as you, but I fucking love that movie. Yeah. I had no goddamn idea Craig T. Nelson was fucking Mr. Incredible. You didn't know Coach? No. Was Mr. Incredible? I really didn't because I, I only <laughs> cared about fucking Mrs. Incredible. No, nah, he's great. He's, he's fucking awesome. He's the perfect Mr. Incredible. Yes. I, I, I loved what he was doing. I loved his tired dad shtick. Like, it all worked. All the voice acting, Tracy I Nelson think, is Nelson is so is fucking great, and this just reaffirms it. Yep. And, like, I don't know. Maybe it just capitalizes on the fact that, like, he's a great voice actor, because I didn't realize that it was Craig T. Nelson, but... I would not want anybody else in that role because I don't Agreed. think they could do it like Craig T. Nelson Agreed. after looking back. Like, Agreed. It was fucking great. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk, I recognize. Samuel L. Jackson, I recognize. He did. And it's the most Bob Odenkirk character. Like, I think Pixar was even just like, let's make a guy that even looks like Bob Odenkirk and yeah. put him up there because yeah. everybody loves Bob Odenkirk. What would you rather watch? Let me ask this. Incredibles right. 2 again or any of the Hotel Transylvanians? Well, Incredibles 2 again. I like, know. I don't I don't think Incredibles 2 is a bad movie. I think it's a good, even maybe a very good movie. I think it's very good. I just think it's I, disappointing coming from the first one. And yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think it, it was worth the 14-year wait. I don't. Here's what I think about you and Incredibles 2 is that Incredibles 2 was very similar to me and my mm. Star Wars love. Like, sure. you probably... Sure. <laughs> overhyped and we're expecting so much more from this movie whereas me who really liked incredibles but not near the level of you came into incredibles 2 and still really liked incredibles 2 i think that's going to be the case yeah i think the 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 higher the pedestal you put the first movie on i think you're gonna have diminishing returns on the second one i think it's not gonna go as well i i do fully believe that 
Because um, I think Incredibles 2 is a fantastic movie. That said, that said. I don't is, think Last Jedi is fantastic It's definitely movie. <laughs> not the Last Jedi level for me. Like, I don't I don't like that Incredibles was, like dude, you like Last Jedi. <laughs> that, was, that was such a weird turn for me. I got to admit. Like, I still come back to this because. That first podcast, you were like. It's fine. It's not great. And like every time no, I, I talk I, to you since, it's gotten progressively worse. I remember even saying at that point, like, I didn't like this movie. And it was weird to me even at that point because I am a massive Star Wars fanboy for fucking real. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's fucking awkward because now I know stating this, some people fucking lump me into these other people that are like, Oh, the extremist. Yes. Yeah. Which is not because you're not. I, you I was not fucking that. hating on Last Jedi before all this you, bullshit was there. You had issues walking out of the theater. Yeah, for sure. I really did, man. I think they've gotten much more firm. Maybe. And you found more. Maybe. But you definitely had issues. A big when part you were was Mark Hamill. Out. Like, I should have listened to Mark Hamill beforehand, because <laughs> even before this movie came out, he's like, that's not my Luke. He Well, he was talking. He's like. You know, Ryan showed me the script and I read it and I was like, I disagree with everything you've said here and I don't approve of it. And that said, I will now do everything in my power to bring this character to life. And I should have been like, oh, wait a minute. So this isn't Luke Skywalker. (laughs) I should have seen it back then, man. He's been trying to tell us the whole time. I think, and this is a great place to have a Last Jedi discussion, is at the end of the Incredibles 2 discussion. Uh, I think The Last Jedi is going to suffer from the loss syndrome, which is, I think, many people going into it had ideas, had yeah. expectations, yeah. had had really well thought out theories and speculations about what was going to play. And that movie intentionally set out to say no to all of that. And in doing so, I understand the frustration, but I also think there's like legit good stuff there that you can't shun the movie for. Like that middle set piece with Kylo Ren and Rey is maybe the best set piece in all of Star Wars. It's fucking great. Great and I love art that. direction. I love the idea of like the Jedi's can be anybody and like the kid at the end moving the broom. I love the ideas in this movie. I think the first 10 minutes are brilliant. Like that silent run where they're bombing on the uh the big star destroyer and it's like this old world war ii kind of thing i do hate that i love that i think it gets silly and this is this is also what i think too is more so than just like loss and like expectations are being so completely ignored and they're doing something different is also i think people are reacting to what i think is the pixarification of star wars because the The Last Jedi felt like a Pixar movie in its comedy and its tone yeah. throughout. Like that casino set piece, like everything in that casino arc, that's a Pixar movie. That's a fucking Pixar movie. The the little porgs playing with the lightsaber, like there are so many like Pixar level jokes where it's like for the kids, but like maybe slightly darker for the parents. Like the porg playing with the lightsaber, and you're just waiting for it to turn it on and you know impale itself, but it never does. But like that kind of back and forth humor, I think you're seeing Star Wars become not this genre movie, which it was. It was like it was a very specific type of sci-fi. It is now becoming like a Pixar sci-fi. And And I'm okay with that. That's where I disagree. I'm okay with that. 
because I don't think. Yeah. I actually I agree with the Last Jedi's mindset of like the the Luke Skywalker burning the tree and the philosophy books and everything. It's like I'm with Kylo Ren. Let it die. Let it die. You know, everybody had their ideas, and that is out there in books and shit if you want it. But like, we're also ushering into a new time. And we can kind of adapt and change because Star Wars does not sell outside of America. Star Wars does not do well internationally. Star Wars does not do well in many areas. And the more singular and focused we become on the Luke Skywalker stuff, the more you're going to alienate the mass. Like, you're going to really please those those neckbeards out there. So here's, here's But you're going to alienate people, man. Yeah. Well, okay. Because nobody wants to see an Obi Wan movie, a Boba Not Fett movie, a Han Solo, especially movie. now. Like, let's do something different. Let's trudge new ground. I, I I agree with you. Trudge new ground and new fucking IPs. Yeah. Like I, I'm. Oh sure, sure. Okay, I I agree with you. Star Wars doesn't sell internationally. So why the fuck are you shooting yourself in your foot nationally? What the fuck are you doing, idiots? Are nobody they? likes Last Jedi. No, so, no, no, no. That movie made a ton of money outside of the States. It was a disappointment in the States, yeah. but outside internationally did super well. Well, that's fine. Han Solo did well nowhere. If you wanna if you wanna but, make him that way, that's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna see I didn't see the Great Wall because I don't fucking care. You didn't make it for me. I kinda wanna see the Great Wall because it looks like a train wreck. It is, <laughs> from what I've heard. Anyways. But you are definitely not you are not that person out there who is saying, let's yeah. remake them and get no. the women out. No. Ray is an SJW and I hate her. I like Ray as a character, You're, even though Ray's she is a, a Mary Sue. I no, like, I see, like the way not, she, If she's a Mary Sue, then Luke's a Larry Sue because he, he gets powers just as easily. He is. I've always thought, like, sure. going back right. and playing these sure. other parts of the media and they fo- like, yeah. Luke learns to be a Jedi master from fucking Yoda so fucking in like quick. two weeks. I I do agree. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. And I, I agree that fucking Rey is a Mary Sue. I don't ca- I like yeah. Rey as a character. She's a fucking interesting character. Daisy Ridley plays her fantastically. I don't give a shit about that. Sure. But give me a fucking great movie. Let's have some fun with it. The fucking I second act is great. I thought was fun. I thought I there was fun in it. I just don't like the casino set piece. I don't like any part But of the fucking well with like the infinite repeating like rays and that darkness. Cool. Yeah. I think there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Nobody, they don't, they don't really explore. Cool stuff in there. Anyways, buddy, <laughs> on a scale of one to out of ten. Last Jedi's. <laughs> oh, is that, I was going to go differently. No, go Be, differently, sir. On a scale of one to ten, Mom killer butts. robots. Oh, okay. Man, mom, mom butts is way better. Oh, we are. Going I didn't say butts. what my favorite scene was. Oh, let's go with real it. quick, and then we'll go, we'll go into reviews. But my favorite scene is the lead up to that um incredible incredible Elastigirl uh screensaver fight, which is like him monologuing and her jumping on the rooftops. Oh, okay. And the entire time, it's like a four minute monologue from this villain and he's talking to the people about consumerism yeah. and like you worship these heroes why do you worship them and they like, don't do anything for you it's fantastic and it's like this this really bleak earnest monologue it is so good and and you just you never see him they don't cut it's just her hopping on the rooftops that is like one of the best most 
confident fucking scenes I really like I've seen in a movie. That payoff of him being like a pizza man and yeah. everybody's like Wait, he's a pizza man and like But that was a good twist. Yeah, it was really cool. I I really that was like that 10 minutes from the start of that where she figures out something's up to like uh, the pizza boy in a cop car. Favorite stretch of this movie. It was really I good. think I love totally that. Agree. I loved what they were doing there. <laughs> All right, Ryan, my good buddy. All right. So as we all know, I mean, it's no secret. My favorite thing in this movie is that Mrs. Incredible Butt. Of course. Yeah. It's fucking emphasized here. I do have a serious, weird digital crush on Mrs. Incredible. We see her in a bathrobe here. You I'm do. Very all right with that. Yeah. I do think that motorcycle scene was written for people like me. It was. Yeah. And I want to know. On a scale of one... Nothing is blatant as, like, the sheer butt rub in that first one where she turns to the camera and, like, rubs her butt a little bit. That's That's, what got me. That's when I was like... That's what got me. I will never, ever tell anybody my dick moved a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking great scene. Uh, Anyways, buddy, on a scale of one to ten, Mrs. Incredible Butts. All right. With ten being the absolute best, what would you score... The Incredibles 2. So it might not seem like it from how much negative I brought up in the movie, sure. but I think I think this is a solid seven and a half out of ten. Okay. I I, I do think it's good. I, I think seven and a half out of that. I, I think that's the good on the really good birds. I'll, I'll say that. Whatever. Yeah. That's like 75%. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, oh, no, I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Incredibles, uh, but I just, I felt indifferent to some of the bigger themes and okay. I just, it didn't wow me. Sure. The first movie wowed me. I wonder if too, like if it's, I mean, you go in expecting and knowing sure. things, whereas the Incredibles are like completely new you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen so it's true that said i don't i don't know i could i say i enjoyed my 30th viewing of the incredibles more than i did my first view of incredibles 2 though okay so i i mean i don't know what that means but i just for some reason there's something slightly different here and i don't know i can't put my finger on it i think it does have to do with the two separate storylines not feeling okay. cohesive enough or, or they didn't, they didn't build towards one thing, you know, they just felt like two separate things and now they're together by chance. Okay. So I don't know. It just feels a little disappointing. Fair Still enough. really good. Yeah. But disappointing. Didn't, didn't I expect achieve your levels. I expect, Expect a little bit more from Brad Bird specifically, and, okay. and like I said, even Tomorrowland, which was like an unknown commodity, I think everybody shits on it. Like nobody likes that movie. I felt like it had more a cohesive theme, and like it was building towards a point, and it made that point. And I feel like Incredibles had six points it was trying to make, and then does not care to address any of them, and then it just ends in like. A hero victory almost sure. i don't know hooray we it's, saved the day how like, i don't remember something about. with a boat yeah. Okay. yeah yeah so 
I don't know. I'm a little conflicted on it. Okay. But what about you, sir? Out of 10, what did you say? Mom butts. Did you say mom butts? Okay, cool. Yeah. 10 mom butts. Or maybe I said Mrs. Incredible butts. But either way, same point. Um, I'm going to say probably I, I'm going to score it exactly one point above you and exactly where I scored Incredibles 1. Oh shit! Eight point so five, man. They're the same for you. It's it's as enjoyable. Like I have some problems with it. It's not perfect, but I still really really enjoyed it. Okay. Got a lot of fun with what it was showing me, and compared to Incredibles one, it was different areas of fun. Sure. Like I said, I really enjoyed the focus on Bob and the family life and trying to conquer that. It's a lot of fun. It's similar to Bob and the insurance life and trying to conquer that. Bob's never happy unless he's punching something in the face. Yeah. And I like when Bob is not punching things in the face. And then I also like the payoff when Bob gets to punch things in the face. That's Incredibles movies. I don't think the payoff was good enough. It wasn't there in this one compared to what it was in the first one. one. It wasn't as great. Because it was a whole movie of Bob not getting to punch anything. And then... His he kind of does, but at the end is not really. He doesn't satisfying. punch a lot of things. It's more like running and jumping through cramped hallways because of Crushinator. Yeah, yeah, that's what you really needed in this movie. It was like a scene with like something big that, like, all of a sudden, like the, they tried the to brain with, like, off. He's yeah. like, oh, I get to punch now. Finally, yeah. something I'm good at. Like, yes. and then he runs and it they kind of tried to do that with him. Changing the steering of the boat, but it it wasn't there. No, it's not the no, yeah, it's, it's not, not the same. same. It's not. It's not the same. But still, eight point five. Yeah, still really I'm with you. It. I'm glad. I'm glad. And it, I think it makes a lot of sense too. Breaking it down and saying like, I do think where you ver- view that first movie is how you're gonna view this one going sure. into it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the more importance you place on that first one, the less you're gonna find in this one. I, I do think that's true. Okay. You know, Ryan. What's up? We recently released an episode on our Patreon. Yeah, the all-nude one? I wish it was the all-nude one. Why do you wish? We'll do that someday. No, we'll just... it's going to be you and me naked. Let's do a Socks on Cox episode like the Red Hot it's Chili It's audio. <laughs> I know. But that's the thing. They don't know that we are or are not. Anyway, like that's the worst idea. <laughs> but we, please continue. The most recent one, we we had a discussion with our good buddy Alex, who has mm-hmm. just moved out to the West Coast. He yeah. lives in Los Angeles now. That was actually a lot of fun that night. Yeah. And what I'm trying to get at is that if you'd like to listen to that episode, you should pay us a dollar on Patreon. Hey. That's what all do, it takes. What do they get on Patreon, Ryan? So, if you go on to Patreon and donate a dollar or more, you can get many things, like our drunk cast, which we do, I don't know, do we release it once a month? Yeah, there we go. You'll also get, I think, our showdowns before they come out in public. You'll get Our to early view access them. to showdowns, and mm-hmm. we're trying to branch out into new things for Patreon listeners oh, yes. outside of those. Yeah. Um, we do have some more ideas that are coming up. Yeah, we, we were have... going to have the episode with Alex be our new episode, but then it just turned into a regular drunk cast because yeah. we just got talking. That's but... the way it goes sometimes, people, <laughs> especially when on these second episodes, we kind of get a little loose. 
Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to do a lot more things for anybody who contributes because mm-hmm. we took a real hard look at it earlier this year and we're like, man, people are giving us money. We should really mm-hmm. make that money worthwhile because we are absolutely not right now. And I think you yeah. and I have made some pretty great strides towards we're it. To. Yeah. And we are, we are, we're definitely continuing to improve every step of the way. So you yeah. do get drunk cash. You do get early access to showdowns. Uh, we have reached one of our goals, which is a Bob Ross paint off drunkenly. So we'll be drunk and watching a Bob Ross and trying to paint alongside with it. And we will be giving both of those paintings away or just burning them, whatever the audience decides to do with them. We'll set up a poll, a Patreon yeah. poll. <laughs> That's for you guys. Uh, we have a new goal. Now, if we reach $100... Sound engineer Andrew and I will compete in a boiled egg eat off. Oh, so like the cool, cool hand Luke. Luke. Okay. Where uh, we will eat. I, he- I heard you guys talk about this. I don't think Sound Engineer's heart is in it. Well, then I hope not because I want to beat him. I heard he was like, I could just do like eight total. I think he could do a lot more. He says eight, and then he's, he's made done. of eggs. But I, you know. He also won't go as hard as me. I, I don't, don't think, think he will. He cares about competition. But no, we're going to do it. Somebody's going to puke. Probably me. It's probably going to be you. Probably me. But. Because you'll be get... on egg number 20 when he's on egg number four. Yeah. But I'm telling you, we can get to all of these. Yeah. If you give us $1. That is our lowest asset. Uno de doy. That's all we ask for. If you want to give more, why? But you can't. True. But all we ask is $1 a month. And you get access to a lot of bonus content. And a lot more that is coming that we do have plans. So, mm-hmm. And being a Patreon subscriber means when you tell us, hey, you guys should play this game or watch this movie. It gives it more weight. It definitely it gives ma- it more weight. It, it gives it more not weight. Not only more weight, yeah. it is a guarantee that it will happen. We'll, we, we'll do we, that. We don't guarantee you a timeline. But we promise you, it will happen. It will come. <laughs> yes. Some of them have come. Uh, I know Ben's, is, it's happening this October. Yeah. I think we'll end up streaming that together or yeah. something because that game. God's going to happen. Damn it, Ben. You son of a bitch. But yes, that, that's really it. That's all our <laughs> Patreon talk. Other than that, please find us on Facebook. Here's yes. the thing. Tell your fucking friends to find us on Facebook. If you give us one share we would be so appreciative of that of any episode if you would just take the time to throw it on your personal account i know i will personally thank you i I can't guarantee ryan will but he might too but i promise you if i I see you do it i'm not good at facebook i don't really get on it much but uh yeah i thank you if i see you you shouldn't support us i i will definitely thank you same thing goes for twitter i don't think many people tweet anymore no yeah definitely not as prevalent maybe it's just our age range but uh i i definitely would appreciate that and you know we don't harp on it as much but i think me personally i would appreciate if you would go to itunes if that's where you listen to us and leave us a review. It doesn't have to be five star, although if it is a five star, I'd really fucking appreciate that too. Whatever star you give us, I'm going to take it as you misclicked and you meant five stars. So yeah. you can't hurt me sure. and all these stars are gold. I like that. Ooh. So we're going to 
assume it was a five star, <laughs> no matter what you click. But you know, please go to iTunes, give us a five star. That help us get these sponsorships from uh, Stamps.com, Audible.com, Andre, Champagne. They, yeah, they get behind us because you guys are behind us. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you do, we appreciate it. And if you do nothing, I tell you. That's the one thing Ryan and I very much agree on. We do nothing for almost anybody. I don't know. Do you support people online? What? I don't. You do nothing for anybody? Really? Not much. I mean, yeah, I support people online. (laughs) You monster. (laughs) I'm a hateful bastard. You guys, we're going (laughs) to shut up now. I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. And we have been Experience Grand Podcast in the vein of our older episodes, please go fuck your mom butt. Oh, yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.